Welcome! This is Beyond the Hate. I'm Steven. I'm John. And of course that was the legendary Ray Parker Jr. Yes. Uh, doing our intro song, which is the intro to the movie Ghostbusters, and it's played throughout. Uh, pretty much just played a bunch of times during the movie. Yeah. Um, kind of like movie- Beverly Hills Cop and the, yeah. um, the Axel F. Oh yeah, track. yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. <laughs> well, that's that was the thing that they did back in the day. It was kind of theme song to the music. Mm-hmm. I mean, which it is. It should have been played more than anything else. Yeah. Original name for this movie was going to be Ghost Smashers. Luckily, Dan Aykroyd did not have his way. Yeah, <laughs> Ghost Thank Smashers. Thank God for Harold Ramis. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Harold Ramis. Um. Harold, Harold Ramis originally didn't want to be in the movie. He just wanted to write it. But after, like, multiple auditions and stuff, uh, and then other things happening, which we'll talk, I guess we'll just talk about in a minute, um, you know, some, some deaths happened, um, for the original premise of this movie, but Harold Ramis was the best, because the original, uh, premise of it had John Belushi as the main character, as Vankman. Oh, really? <laughs> John Belushi was supposed to play uh, Vankman. You know, Dan Aykroyd was still supposed to play Ray. And Eddie Murphy uh, was supposed to be Winston. Oh. Uh, but he didn't want to do it. Man. Uh, mainly, he didn't want to do it after John Belushi died. Um, oh, okay. Well, so that's understandable, I guess, yeah. The entire script was rewritten whenever John Belushi died. Yeah. Um, because it was supposed to be like they were supposed to be like a SWAT type people that had like a wand instead of like what they had. The proton packs. And Slimer was supposed to be known as Onion Head. Because uh, <laughs> I think they wrote that in because they thought it'd be funny for Eddie Murphy to call him Onion Head. Yeah. And it would have been. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Winston would have had a way larger role in the film. Yeah. He wasn't actually supposed to be like a fourth Ghostbuster in the original script. He was supposed to be like the security guard for the uh, uh, fire station or their base or whatever. The, yeah, the Buster Station. So, what the hell is that even called? What is the name? Is it just Ghostbusters Headquarters? I guess so. I never hear it. It's, they don't yet. ever say it. It's just like yeah. their it's like their office, basically. But Michael Keaton turned down the roles of Vankman and Egon. After John Belushi died, and that's how we got Bill Murray. Uh, mm. <laughs> it's hard to imagine Venkman not as Bill Murray, though. It is, but also, Keaton probably would have nailed both those roles, but Keaton's looked at... I don't know if Keaton's legacy would have been... His path wouldn't have been the same, because he would have done Ghostbusters instead of, you know, I guess around this time, instead of Batman Returns. No, this was 1984, so... Oh, 1984. Batman Returns was, what, 91? 92? Which, if he would have been in Ghostbusters, he he probably wouldn't have been Batman. When was Um, Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice was 83? No, later, I think. We did Beetlejuice. You guys go check it out. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. Uh, you guys off the tell top us what we said off that episode because we don't keep these notes. We do a lot of research and... Well, actually, I, I actually do keep these notes, but not in front of me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was the highest grossing comedy of all time until Home Alone. Um, okay, I could kind of see that. Yeah. yeah. And then I guess 
Well, yeah, it still probably would have beat Beverly Hills Cop too, except. Uh, what would have been? What would have been after Home Alone, as far as comedies? Home Alone two. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's that's not a bad. That's that's a safe bet. <laughs> I'm just going off the top of my head. Uh, maybe later on in the episode we'll look up the numbers and talk about them, or maybe, because this is a two-parter, Ghostbusters 1 and Ghostbusters 2, uh, maybe we'll, we'll talk about some of that, um... Happy Halloween, bitches! Happy Halloween! Um, uh, yeah, uh, You want me to go over the beer before you continue? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, we're, uh, we're drinking, uh, this is Redbridge, um, and this is, uh, it's actually made by Anheuser-Busch. Um, so what up to St. Louis? Uh, yeah, St. Louis, but it's a city uh, now that you don't have those garbage rams there. Yeah. Go Niners! Yeah, so it's a gluten-free sorghum oh. beer, and it's just yeah, it's just water, and sorghum, and hops and yeast, and it's it's pretty good if you want like kind of a a, a different uh, beer that's reasonably cheap because this was like under nine bucks for a six pack pretty good beer i would give it a three uh i, don't know I would buy I'd this again a three because i would guide this again yeah I, I think i think we're getting a little uh uh generous with our threes because when i think of threes we're, i'm thinking about dragon's mill okay two and, and a half i'll give it a two and a yeah, half yeah yeah I, I would say two and a half too threes are supposed to be reserved for you know uh mississippi kiln uh kmg gold and you know, uh, Dragon's Milk, Dragon's Milk, and uh, Kentucky, Kentucky uh, bourbon, everything that they have. There. <laughs> the, yeah, you know, New Holland Brewing Company, just period, all their stuff. Yeah, everything New Holland. Yeah. Uh, so you know, because we love those guys. You guys want a beer, and you're like, I don't know what to drink tonight, but I don't want to drink garbage. New Holland Brewing, probably the best beer company mm-hmm. of all time. Uh, <laughs> so. So, yeah. So to get he's back, just spitting hot fire right now. Yeah, I mean they're they're just they're amazing. They are amazing. Super nice people. I've talked to a couple of those guys. They're at New Holland Brew Company. Very nice. Yeah. Um, uh, Columbia Pictures uh, highest grossing film that they've ever made, adjusted for inflation. Um, oh wow! Is Ghostbusters the original Ghostbusters? The budget of this movie was thirty million dollars. Thirty million in eighty four. Okay. It made in eighty four two hundred ninety five million, which would have been seven hundred and twenty six million dollars if it came out today. Man. Okay, so Woo! I'm gonna give. And, you- and that's just box office. That's not counting in like lunch boxes and toys and, the and all the merchandise shit. And they had the cartoon and all that shit. So let me go ahead and give you guys a comparison to this in the remake. The remake's budget. Do you want to guess the re- the budget for the remake that they made? The Lady Busters. Yeah. Uh, you guess. Mm, I'm gonna say 115 million. 350 million dollars. Excuse me. What the they fuck? They spent 350 million dollars on the Ghostbusters remake. Is that marketing and everything else? That is whatever the budget of the film is. That's just the budget. The fuck. So it grossed. Probably didn't even make that back. It grossed two hundred and twenty-nine million. Jesus. It lost somewhere at about a hundred and twenty million dollars. Yeah. Uh, that's why they scrapped the idea of the Lady Ghostbusters and are like, let's just kind of go back old yeah, school. It lost money immediately. I, for one, though, I don't know why it spent so much money. 
But two, like no matter if if they would have spent fifty million, this just wouldn't have been a success in today's standard. Mm. But that's just way too much money. It's just way too much money to spend. Um, they're probably thinking like it's Ghostbusters. Everybody's gonna like this. And then as soon as the trailer came out, everybody was like, "Yeah, no, no, no." <laughs> a lot of people wanted to give it a shot. You know. Uh, I mean, that's uh, I because mean, you know it did have great comedians in it. But I mean, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, when you look at Kate McKinnon and you've got Melissa um, yeah. McCarthy and and it's like you look at that and you're like, okay, there's some good people. But Kristen Wiig, yeah. The thing about it is, everyone in the cast wanted to be Vankman, and the director let them. Right. And that doesn't make like I, if Harold Ramis was trying to be as funny as Bill Murray in the movie, it probably wouldn't have worked. Somebody had to be serious. You know, somebody has somebody, to be the Egon. Somebody had to be scared. Somebody had to be religious. Right. You know, and somebody had to be funny. Like right. That, that they all had their role. You know, Ray's scared all the time. That's what's funny about him. He's always scared. Yeah. He even messes up and makes the uh, marshmallow man. Yeah. Uh, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Uh, so that's that's what his thing is. He's scared. Uh-huh. He's a genius, but he's scared. Uh, Harold Ramis is like the genius. He's not. He's not funny. He's serious. You know. He's um, unintentionally funny. Sometimes. He's unintentionally funny because it's Harold Ramis. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of his comedy. It's uh, like uh, when Janine, she was like, because uh, she asked again, she's like, "Do you have any? Ho- do you have any hobbies?" And he's like, "He's like, I collect spores, uh, mold, and fungus." Yeah, it's like, just deadpan. <laughs> just and deadpan, and you're like, yeah, this is pretty. This brilliant. is pretty hilarious. Uh, and then you have, you know, you have uh, uh, Winston, who is not a genius like all of them. He's just a, um, you know, just a regular guy, and they just needed help because they were overworked. Mm-hmm. Which, like I said, it was supposed to be Eddie Murphy, so he would have been like, you know, kind of like a little bit of an outlandish, funny character, right? And not to take anything away from uh, Eddie Murphy, but I think him not wanting to take this role after John Belushi died and John Candy backed out of playing the Lewis Tully role after John Belushi died. Um, I think getting uh, you know Ernie Hudson was the best choice. Oh yeah, well, because the thing about Winston, especially when you see Part Two. And he's more a part of the crew by the time they get to the second movie. But, like, even in this first one, he is kind of like the audience's, like, voice of reason, you yeah. know. and he's the religious one. He, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's the one that's kind of like, uh, you know, I don't know anything about science and all that kind of stuff. But I knew, do know this type of stuff's in the Bible and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So he kind of grounds your, your group. And then you have, you know, uh, you know Rick Moranis. Uh, Lewis and Lewis uh, Tully. Lewis Tully, everybody's is, favorite accountant. Which is uh, Rick Moranis used to be one of the greatest improv people on screen mm-hmm. uh, because the uh, whole uh, scene where he's um, talking to the people in uh, his apartment in the party. He, yeah, when he has the party yeah. and stuff, and he's going to person person. That was, that part is just. Lewis has a party. Rick Moranis did all that just improv. Oh. None of that was in the script. It was just Rick Moranis just going through person to person. And just, just going just with it. Just it. Wow. So that's pretty awesome right there. And then, you you know, you have uh, Sigourney Weaver, 
who is amazing. Miss Dana Barrett. Yeah, Miss Dana Barrett, which is amazing because this is showcasing just how amazing Sigourney Weaver is Mm -hmm. because she could do something like, you know, Aliens and then, you know, do something like this and, you know, do something like this and then do something like Aliens. And then she was was in, uh, was it Galaxy Quest? Yeah, like Galaxy Quest. She was in Galaxy Quest with... uh, Which was just kind of like a nerd off. They just got a bunch of people, like, they're just kind of like... Making fun of Sir the Galaxy Quest was great. We we might do that on this show one time because I like that movie. Alan Rickman, legendary Alan. Rickman. Yeah, it's been a minute since I've watched that, but Galaxy Quest would be a good idea. I've always I've always liked Tim Allen. Um, Hell yeah, home improvement, bitch. Home improvement. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's you got all these really interesting characters. Uh, and Bill Murray is the one that draws your eyes the most, but this movie, this movie is made because of everyone that's in it. You know, even Walter Peck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we had everything contained until Dickless here turned off our containment field, and uh, he was like, "He was like, is this true?" He's like, "Yes, Your Honor. This, this man, man has, has no, no dick." dick. <laughs> Still, one of the most. One of the most entertaining lines when the, they the original <laughs> idea was this was to make it like rated R. Yeah, Ghostbusters originally, but then um, it does skirt the line a little bit because you have Ray getting the ghostly blowjob, or at least he, he's dreaming that he is, uh, and then you have uh, you have like the language in some cases. It's um, not bad. No, it's not like it's not like overwhelming, but. Uh, for for an '80s movie, the mannequin probably should be rated worse than uh, Ghostbusters, and I think the mannequin was rated PG. Was it PG? Well, because so. PG thirteen didn't exist then, did it? No, I think it was just. Uh, I don't think G existed either. It was just. Shit, I don't remember exactly. I, I don't know. We were we when this movie came out. The the movie the year this movie came out, I was born. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We were both born in '84. Yeah. So. But we're this, this is we're huge Ghostbusters fans though because mm-hmm. I mean the cast is amazing. It you know you succeeded in making these movies whenever you can't remake them because that's when you know that you had something that just can't be replaced. When you can remake something, that means okay maybe the original one wasn't as good. Right. You know maybe this one is better. But whenever you can't remake them and people are like no 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 you can't do that to Ghostbusters. And it's like, oh, well, you must hate the new Ghostbusters because you hate women. And it's like, no, you can't use that for everything. Uh-uh. Eventually, there has to be a standard where you're like, no, 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 it still has to be good. The person still playing these characters still have to do their work. Yeah. Like, at a certain point, you can't just be like, oh, well, it's all women. You must be sexist if you don't like it. It's like, nope, you can't use that. You just can't. Nope. And one, you know, just we are beyond the hate. But one thing I just think is Leslie Jones is not funny. Everyone else in the movie, I think, are hilarious people. But Leslie Jones is not funny. Well, there's plenty of people that have said that over the years that like Leslie Jones probably should have been kicked off SNL. But well, every th- time something like that comes up, she's like, "Oh, they're racist or something like that." Yeah, just it's like w- they're not racist to Jay Farrow. Yeah, it's like it's, or it's, uh, Michael Che. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that is just you. It's, it's like, like you. It's like just. It's like her. It's like her sense of comedy just doesn't resonate with some people. 
you know like yeah. that, i mean it's like it's like saying it would be like somebody being like you know well daniel tosh isn't funny and it's like you might not find daniel tosh funny right there are people that do you know but he his sense of humor doesn't jive with everybody anthony well, jeselnik well, is another one of those tosh guys has something to back up that he he is a great comedian though he has the longest running uh uh um live like skit show on comedy central or on all of tv mm-hmm. it's like the second Except longest SNL. running to, yeah. to south park as far as comedy central shows yeah, comedy central shows second running to south park which is well besides TV. um daily show but that's different because it's it's like a it's a new show it's not the same person it's not it, the same type that, of that show. counts in like the category with like jimmy fallon and it's and, like a late night yeah, it's like a late night show talk like, show kind of thing talk know. show slash you know news and political stuff but yeah but yeah but that's the thing is that like you know it's like especially when it comes to like doing like remakes and stuff and the reason why the lady ghostbusters didn't really work was because it just it's it's it is monumentally difficult to try and capture the way that you know dan Aykroyd, bill murray and harold ramus like chemistry wise were on screen well not you only- just can't recreate that with a, with a group of women even though they're like we're going to get snl women that have worked on skits with each other and have that are hilarious that are hilarious because i've always liked melissa mccarthy i've always liked kate mckinnon and i've always liked Kristen wig but i just refuse to watch that ghostbusters movie because it, it's like the stuff that I have seen of it. It's just very. It's kind of like, hey, see, that's funny, right? Yeah, I get it. It's funny. It's like, it's it, it's like you don't have to hit people over the head with it for it to be funny. Well, and sometimes all, subtle is it's more all funny. Like campy humor and stuff. Yeah, and, and that's not really the reason it wasn't success. The reason it wasn't a success, I think, is because nobody wanted it. No, nobody wanted to see that. Nobody wanted no. Women or not, if they would have recast it and they would have had four men, just straight up four men, and did a reboot, it still would have failed. You know what? No one asked for a reboot of Ghostbusters. Mm -mm. No one's asked for that. Well, it's like you know how they're gonna they're gonna try to redo the Princess Bride, and people are like, "Fucking leave Princess Bride alone." It does not need to be made, and they're like, "No, we're gonna do this," and it's like, "Fucking leave that movie alone." Whenever people, you don't need to read that movie's a fucking masterpiece. It's like, what are you gonna do better? Right. Who are you gonna get that's better? And it's like, who the fuck is going to replace Andre the Giant? Right. You're gonna get some stupid ass person or do CG to make that character, and people are gonna be like, "This sucks." This is stupid. Because I mean, literally, who are you gonna get? And so well, we just get like a big tall guy, and it's like, yeah, but they're not gonna have the personality that Andre. Yeah, did. That, that's not the thing that made uh, uh, Fez. Was it Fez? What was his name? Uh, shit, I forgot. Who? Him. Andre the Giant's character in that movie. Oh, I forgot what his character name was. And then the dude that, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, you killed my father. Inigo Montoya. Inigo Montoya. Who the hell's gonna do that as well as him? Unless you just do some bullshit and just cast Antonio Banderas. It's just like we're gonna we're gonna get uh, Diego Luna to do it. And it's Diego like, Luna eh. couldn't do it. He's too Americanized Spanish person. Uh, yeah. You know. You know. They have to get somebody like He's Antonio spent, Banderas. You, you have to have like that thick accent. Diego Luna doesn't have it. Yeah. So you would have to get somebody that actually has the accent to me. Mm-hmm. But you know. But let's get into the comments. <laughs> okay. Um. So. Since we were we were talking about characters, right? 
Um, who would you say is your favorite uh, character in the? Well, uh, I'll put it to you this way: of the Ghostbusters themselves, and then if you have an overall character that you like that's not a Ghostbuster, who would your favorite Ghostbuster be out of the four? Oh, the favorite Ghostbuster. See, this is this is hard. This is kind of like asking somebody like their favorite Ninja Turtle, but most people have their favorite Ninja Turtle like that. But if you ask people well, who Raphael. their favorite. You see, Steve is Raphael, mine's my- Michelangelo. Always has been. Always has been. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and so, sh- it's like, if you ask somebody who their favorite Ghostbuster is... Venkman. You would say Venkman, right? Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I'm kind of torn... This is between, Bill Murray. I, I I, I'm torn him. a little bit between Venkman and, and Egon. because I, I do because, That's always my top like, Because Egon is so understated... Yeah. And Harold Ramis is such a good actor as Egon because he plays everything so just so like he because he's like just the the straight man role, you know, because he knows that Vinkman's gonna be over the top, so he has to play it very much like David Spade would whenever he was playing roles with Chris Farley. He's like, I've got to be the straight and narrow character because Chris is gonna be the fucking wacky one. We both can't be the wacky one, you know. So one of us has to be more normal, and so I always kind of appreciated Egon, especially going back and watching. You know these these two movies again, like back to back. I think uh, most people's favorite character probably would be Venkman. Most people would say Venkman because it's Bill Murray. Because right? it's Bill Murray, right? He's, he's probably if he could be argued as top five greatest comedian of all time in movies. Yeah, not stand up. I'm not talking about stand up comedians. That's a whole different topic. Oh yeah, it's like Richard Pryor and probably Eddie Murphy's in there and. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's, that's a whole different topic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then you have to throw people like Sam Kinison in there. Sam and... Kinison, and then you probably have to, you know... Um, that's oh, a tough... That would be, be a really good Mount Rushmore episode yeah, topic. you guys want to hear that Stay, one. You know, for that's going to have comedy. to be a lot of... The, or, you know, Mitch Hedberg you probably have to be in there uh, somewhere. Uh, I don't know if Mount Rushmore, but he would have to be in there because... Yeah, maybe maybe comedians great. that died too soon. Like Lenny Bruce, he would Lenny probably Bruce be one of those. Be in there. Yeah. Bill Hicks, Bill Hicks died kind of young, and he was a great comedian, you know. Bill, but Bill Burr, nah, he's <laughs> still alive, but who cares? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he would appreciate that joke. He's still he's alive, but dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still alive, but who cares? Bill right. Burr would probably hear that, like, ah, that's yeah, that's good. I yeah. like those guys. You know, because um, he's, he's he does like dick comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's just a dick about everything. That's his comedy. Yeah, not not comedy related to penises. Mm. It's a different kind of comedy. <laughs> he will talk about penises too, though. Yeah, if if he thinks he's being a dick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, sir. <laughs> um. So the reason I asked you that question was because IMDb fucking hates Venkman. Like, really? hates Peter Venkman with a passion. Fucking hates this character. And so I was like, I'm going through this, and I'm like, what? I'm like, what the fuck is everybody hating on Venkman? And I was like, okay, I, I got I to gotta end up, I, I got to copy this down, because I'm like, this is... It's Venkman! <laughs> uh, but it's, it says, there are no likable characters in this movie, with the possible exception of Lewis, played by Rick Moranis, Rick Moranis who I found endearing. Uh, my biggest problem with the movie is Bill Murray's character, Peter Vinkman. I think his character was trying to be funny, maybe? Uh, my reaction to Murray's character was to intensely want to punch him in the face. 
Why didn't Sigourney Weaver punch him in the face in the movie? I don't know. Why didn't the overworked secretary, Janine, punch him in the face? I don't know. Why didn't his colleagues, the EPA guy, the list goes on and on. Uh, Bill Murray was a jackass who mocked everyone in the movie, yet inexplicably everyone puts up with it. A lot of people who dislike this, a lot of people will dislike this review because perhaps they really liked Murray's character. That's fine. But he wasn't funny and he was an asshole the whole movie. And the movie revolves around him. Uh, there was one line, when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes, that made my lip curl up. Uh, it was the closest thing to a smile that this movie made me produce. This line was not delivered by Bill Murray. So much of the comedy was centered around the pedophile character of Venkman, which made comedy not even a point in this. <laughs> how, how's, how's Venkman a pedophile? Exactly. So I was like, I'm going to copy this down because I'm like... <laughs> Okay, so... There aren't even any kids in this movie. No. And that's one of the things I was like, why the fuck is somebody thinking that Vinkman's a pedophile? Because he's trying to bang the college chick at the first... She's legal. But she is legal age because she's in college. Yeah, it's not like he's... Is, now, it would have been like... She's at least things. 18. Yeah, if he was like in high school or something, sure, you could call him... But he's older. at a university. Yeah, he's at an actual accredited college. Right, and he's... That's one of his students... That is, you know, like they're paying the students to come in and do the. It's like the um, uh, it's like the was it telepathy stuff that he was doing with the the flashcards and trying to see if they could psychically tell what the symbol was on the card. ESP. It was an ESP test. That's right. Yeah. So he's trying to do an ESP test, and he's fucking with the curly headed, the curly haired guy because he just doesn't like that dude. He's just fucking with he's him. He's just shocking him and stuff, even though he's getting a lot of them right. Almost yeah. all of them right. Yeah, the dude probably has ESP. He probably he's does. He's not worried about that. He, he wants just, to bang the chick. He wants to bang the really hot chick. Yeah. So, even when uh, even when Ray shows up and starts telling him about you know something that's going on, and he was like, Ray, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, <laughs> you know, hey, I'm trying to. He's like, I'm trying to bang this chick. Like, did you see? You seriously, you're fucking with my mojo right now. Um, but yeah, it's. And I'm like, I'm like, at no point in this movie, it's like, it, I the idea that somebody would be like, oh, Vinkman, he's the pedophile character because he's trying to bang a college age chick. Like that doesn't make him a pedophile. She's like 18, 19. I don't know how old that girl is, but she's of age that she could fuck Venkman and he wouldn't go to jail for it. And it in wouldn't this be movie, statutory. Bill Murray could be anywhere between the ages of 30 and 55. I don't know. Yeah. Because he's always had that face where mm-hmm. I'm like, Bill Murray's, uh, his age is, um, that's in the back. He's just Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray. And he's always looked like Bill Murray. Yeah. So, like, but the idea that, like, Venkman's, he's, like, the jackass of this movie, and it's like, why don't these, like, why doesn't Janine punch him in the face? Why doesn't Dana punch him in the face? And it's like, the thing is about Venkman is that, like, the, he, he is... Oh, they legit could have. They probably could have punched him. punched him in the face, and he's a bit of an asshole, sure. But this isn't, like... Uh, you know, a perfect world scenario or something where they're trying to make like uh, the main character a saint. Right. They're just trying to make uh, the main character kind of funny, and also you know let some Bill Murray personality come out in them. And yeah. the early scripts were written and based off uh, John Belushi. Right. 
You know, so uh, some of these lines and stuff that are being delivered by Murray would have been, you know, delivered by John Belushi in a different way. Right. A lot of the time. So how much did they rewrite for Bill Murray to change? Okay. A lot. Like a lot of it is just Bill's, but some of it's still left over. Because some of it's still improv that he's just doing on the fly. Well, yeah, a lot of this movie's improv. I'd probably say 70 percent of this movie's improv. Well, because like all three of all three of them are improv comics. Because Dan Aykroyd can do it, Ramis can do it, and Bill Murray. Yeah, because whenever I was reading about this, there were like a lot of Bill Murray stuff. He would just kind of like read over it, and then he would just do his own thing. Like once they got on set, yeah, yeah. I was like, he was like, I get the idea what you're trying to do here, and then he would just do his own thing. He would do his own thing. Well, I mean, that's the thing with Ivan Reitman is that he's just gonna, as a director, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be somewhat like how Judd Apatow is. Where it's like I'm gonna let well, the Jed actors. Apatow's being like Ivan Ratman. Right. Well, that's what I mean. Like the modern comparison would be Apatow, you know, would be yeah. Judd Apatow. Apatow. Uh, Apatow. 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 Apat- bon appetit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> actually know how you say his last name. I've heard it like every way that you can imagine. Yeah, because like I think it's actually supposed to be Apatow. Apatow. So yeah. like okay, how I just okay, but. It, like, I hear Apatow a lot. Yeah, Judd Apatow. That's how I always thought it was. But Judd Apatow, or Apatow, <laughs> uh, he is one of those directors that it's like, you can tell that he took some idea uh, from Ivan Reitman because Reitman was like, I've got uh, three guys that worked on Saturday Night Live that they that built Saturday Night Live, and Harold Ramis, who was a writer and an on-screen talent, and then Aykroyd Dan Aykroyd and, and Bill Murray were all talents that came from Saturday Night Live. And he's like, I'm just, you know, if these guys come up with something, I'm not going to be like, cut, yeah, uh, Dan, yeah, that's not the line. Uh, read the line again. Are you going to tell Dan Aykroyd that yeah. his line was wrong? You're doing, you're doing a horrible job. You're, there, you're doing Dan. a shit job, Aykroyd. Am I going to fire you? It's you're, like no. <laughs> you're not funny, Dan. I don't know who told you you were funny. Did Lorne Michaels? Did you suck Lorne Michaels' dick? How did you get that job? How did you get on SNL? Right. Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd, you fucking hack. <laughs> it's like, but that's the thing. It's like, and how how do you do a Ghostbusters remake? Just back on this real quick. How do you? How are you at SNL studio? And you do a in in that year you do a uh, Ghostbusters remake and you don't think for one second to put Bill Hader in it, right? Are you fucking retarded? Yeah, like that's just because so Bill Hader. Stupid. If you were gonna if you weren't gonna have the whole cast be women, Bill Hader probably could have been the Venkman character. Yeah, like uh, our, our or Egon. Our Egon. Like that's uh, that's that's a great thing about Bill Hader. He could have been like Egon. He could have been like a like a new version of Egon. Yeah. But it's just, it, to me, it's like the whole thing about like Venkman being a jackass. It's like, yeah, his personality does strike people a bit weird. But then there's also moments where you're like, okay, that was that was pretty badass. There's like that moment when uh, uh, he's like talking to Egon. And he was like, um, he like, he does the thing where he grabs the crunch bar out of his jacket. And he was like, no, you've earned it. You've earned it. 
and he gives he, it to him. Did you hear about that thing <laughs> when uh, Harold Ramis died? What people did whenever they showed up to his memoriam or whatever? Uh uh-uh. uh They you they left like the crunch bars and stuff like that. Oh, they left the, the crunch bars in his casket. Oh, that's pretty badass. Yeah. It's like you've earned it. You've, you've earned, earned it. it. <laughs> yeah. That's what they. Yeah, that's what they said. And I was like, ah, chills. Yeah. Harold chills. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool as shit. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Ghostbusters fans are great. Yeah. Well, and, and that's, you know, and it's like moments like that where you're like, you, it's like Vinkman's not really an asshole. He just, there's a lot of occasions where he doesn't care. But, you know. Yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, that's the main thing about Vinkman. He just doesn't care. Right. Like, he's not really interested in science. The only reason he becomes a Ghostbuster is because Ray starts talking about how much money they How could much make. money they could make, yeah. And then he's like, we've got to do this. Yeah, we've got to do this. <laughs> And then poor Ray has to put a third mortgage on his house to give them the starter cash to get going. Which was the right call because they definitely made that back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Until they got sued into oblivion. But that's in part two. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's just, to me, it's like, even the part, even if you wanted to say that, like, Vinkman's an asshole character, right? And you wanted to talk shit about him. There's the part where he definitely could have had sex with Dana, but she was being possessed by a fucking like ancient Sumerian uh, entity called Zul, you know, like I don't when know she's how many men, good or not, would have had the the strength to resist Sigourney Weaver. Oh yeah, no, when she's possessed by Zul, and and like, she this chick is so hot. It's like oh fuck, man, come on, Sigourney, so don't do this the right to me. Oh, you're awesome. Right. But God, it is so it was hard for him because he's like, nope, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. Yeah. You, you know. You know, because she was like, let's do this and all this. And he was like, nope. Yeah, because he knows that she's being possessed by something. And so he's like, you know, he definitely could have, he could have had sex with her right there if he wanted to. But then he's like, no, I can't do this. Yeah, it's a demon possessing her. And then, you know. Yeah, who knows what the fuck's going to happen. And, you know, it's, you also have the, uh, they don't show it, but it's very much implied that she has sex with Lewis mm-hmm. uh, on the um, on the rooftop or whatever, because that's one of the, because the, the, I think they have to have sex in order for uh, Gozer to appear, don't right, they? Right, right. Because the key master and the gatekeeper have to, have to have relations, and then Gozer can appear, and that's when Gozer does show up, because they both wake up, and they're both still basically possessed by, uh, Lewis is possessed by what Vin's, uh, Vin's yeah, yeah, yeah. Vin's Clortho or whatever. Uh, that it's like it's like his ancient Sumerian thing, and then Dana is possessed by Zul, and so. It, but yeah, the and and if for people wanted to say like, oh well, you know, Vinkman's been, you know, he's basically been perving over Dana since he first meets her, and he's kind of an asshole when he's in her apartment. And he's like. You know, it. She was like, uh, he starts like poking around in her bedroom and stuff. And she was like, "Oh, that's the bedroom. Nothing happened in there." And he's like, "What a shame." <laughs> and she was like, "Are?" You, and she's like, "You don't act like a scientist." <laughs> and it's like, no, he definitely doesn't because no. he treats science as a hustle. That's the reason he's with these guys. Ray and Egon are the true scientists because they're really into it because of that's their passion. You know, Venkman isn't. But Vinkman right. also is not an asshole enough to the point where he's going to have sex with a woman who's possessed by an ancient Sumerian demon or whatever the fuck Zul is, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just something he's not going to do because... No, and he totally could have, but it's like, to say that Vinkman is like the worst character in this movie, it's like, 
I would say that the people that like this movie like this movie because Venkman is such a good character because he has to be different from the other two because you know they all have their you know because Egon is the the straight laced guy you know like you said you know Ray is you know he's a little bit more scared he's a little bit more intimidated yeah, he's like the nervous one he's the nervous stuff. one because he's not sure like he's really into the research of this but when it comes time to actually make contact with ghosts he's kind of a bitch but yeah, it's he's, just he's the he's the least bustery of the Ghostbusters. Yeah, and then like, yeah, and then you uh, have Venkman who just doesn't care and he just wants to make money. <laughs> you no, know, you have Winston who's you know trying to make money, but he also money, but he's he's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty he's good pretty at good it as too. A Ghostbuster. Yeah, probably you know him and Venkman are probably the best at actual the ghost busting part. Yeah, of the capture. You know, and Egon's the only reason any of it works right <laughs> and uh you know dan Aykroyd's just kind of like the scared bitch but he's he's smart too he helps egon yeah Count well especially bitch. because he's the one who helps with the research a lot of the time mm-hmm. yeah like even when like when they get arrested and they're they're in the jail and they have the uh, blueprints of uh dana's apartment building and he's like looking at it and he and you know he starts explaining it and stuff and he was like, basically, he's like, the entire structure is to channel, um, uh, what, what is it, like, uh, cosmic turbulence or whatever. But how, I forgot how he describes it. But, yeah, he's, because he's really big into research, you know. And so right. he's the one who looks into, like, what is the what is the deal with the architecture of that building? And then he finds out, because of the materials of how it's made, he was like, basically, it's just a giant conductor for you know cosmic turbulence and disruptions you know and he's like this is not good because if they if this whole plan with this gozer thing goes like planned they this shit could actually work using her building as the conduit to bring gozer back into this world you know right and so it's like everybody has their role to play and it's (laughs) it's to me it's like the idea that people are like fuck this movie i hate vinkman it's like Vinkman's the reason why most people like this movie. If you didn't have Vinkman oh, as a man. character in this, it would be a lot different. It wouldn't be maybe as funny. Yeah, you could just, I guess, put Eric Stoltz in there and just try your best. <laughs> Speaking of another movie that can't be remade, you know, Back, Back to, to the, the Future. Future. They're going to try it eventually. I know they are. Robert Zeme- They're going to have to do it when Robert Zemeckis dies. And I'm pretty sure he has something in his will... That leaves it to Where his it's family. Like, never let them remake this movie. Yeah, it's like I, it's like I will leave all the rights to Michael J. Fox, and Michael J. Fox will never let it be remade. That's what I would do. And leave if it, it to, does to get remade, Michael J. It would Fox. Have to be some good shit, and Michael J. Fox would have to be in it. It would have to. Yeah, it's like if anything ever happened with the rights, Michael J. Fox would have to sign off on it. Because we know Christopher Lloyd, unfortunately, doesn't have too much time left because he is. He I don't is know. Maybe old. he'll fucking live forever. The dude's. Who knows? Still, he literally they could be like, we're gonna do a different character, and uh, Christopher Lloyd, you're still gonna be Doc Brown because you look exactly the fucking same. Because I don't know when you were a disgraced scientist, you know, back then you you look like you're fucking sixty, and you were like, I don't know, like forty, right? <laughs> and now you're like. Either 90 or 70. I don't fucking know. We don't. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, oh, just uh, just because it it crossed my mind, and we are talking about a comedy here, Uh, John Weatherspoon, the guy that played the the dad in the Friday movies, Mm -hmm. 
and he did the voice of the granddad on Boondocks. He he passed away. So uh, yeah, you know, a little bit of a toast to John Weatherspoon. Yeah, to Pops from Friday. Pops from Friday. Uh, Going there for about thirty-five, forty-five minutes. How the hell are you gonna get fired on your day off? <laughs> <laughs> they caught me stealing boxes. What the hell? And then he's like spraying shit in the bathroom. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I saw that. I was like, man, that sucks. Because I'm like, because he was also in like, wasn't he on the Jamie Foxx show? Mm-hmm. He was like on the Jamie Foxx show. Like he was on like a bunch of different things. He did the voice of the granddad on Boondocks and shit. But, uh, but yeah, I just figured since we were, you know, on the subject of uh, great comedians, I would, you know, talk about, uh, about old spoons passing away. Uh, but uh, we'll take a break right here. Then we come back. Um Let's see what what will we talk about? Uh, oh, we will talk about how uh, people didn't like the way that this movie was made. <laughs> Keep in mind this is 1984. <laughs> but anyway, but uh, we'll take a break and then uh, we'll be right back. back oh man <laughs> and the journey into the ghostbusters butthurt continues yes <laughs> um so <laughs> this next comment oh god uh it, 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 sometimes i just feel like people are just fucking miserable at, at about everything okay so it says on here uh, it says, how on earth are IMDb users giving this god-awful waste of uh, of Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray a 9 and 10 point ratings? This is one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> it's not funny or scary, and Ivan Reitman should be forbidden from use of a camera in perpetuity. I sat for almost two hours in amazement at how bad a film can be. I love all genres, and I cannot find a category in which to place this disastrous attempt at humor. All involved should have been banned from the industry for at least 10 years. Beware of all the positive reviews, of which I have no reasonable explanation. Please trust me and avoid this sorry excuse for a comedy. (laughs) I don't trust you. I think you're... Well, that's the first. That's the first. That's just one comment. And then it, it continues. But if you want to talk about this first part... We can't. <laughs> uh, I was trying to, and you interrupted me to just tell me that was the first part of it. D- well, go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. I mean, the guy made Stripes. Uh, then he made Ghostbusters. He made Twins. Yeah. Which they're making a part three to right now. Uh, Kindergarten Cop. Another classic. Uh, junior. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. Then he tried Evolution. I like that movie, but a lot of people didn't. Did he do Groundhog Day, or was it a different director? No, it was. Uh, it was was that else. is that Barry Sonnenfeld? Probably. Yes. I, I forgot who directed Groundhog Day. Another great Bill Murray movie too. Probably a lot of people feel that's like his best movie is Groundhog Day. It's their opinion. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say is the best Bill Murray movie? Scrooged. 
No. Yeah. That's a good one, though. I mean, yeah. that's, that's no, not, not his best, though. I don't know. Um, what about Bob? What about Bob? Yeah, what I was thinking Bob, about probably. that. Yeah, to me, I think what about Bob probably was. My favorite probably would be Groundhog Day. But that's just me personally. I just like um, Richard Dreyfus and Bill Murray. That chemistry that they had going on, it was really, it was really, really great. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's the, the idea that like Ivan Reitman's so terrible as a director that he should be banned from Hollywood for ten years. It's not how movies work. That's not how. That's not how Hollywood works. Well, that's not how any art works because art right. is subjective. So right. If you're just like, I didn't like this. They should be banned from making movies. Then you're just a crazy person. Right. You're just a crazy person. It's, it's, it's It'd be like me watching one of those uh, Transformer movies or something. It'd be like, Michael Bay should be fucking killed for <laughs> making this movie. It's, it's just like, no. like that's Just, just don't the, watch it. That's just the movies he makes. I mean, that's... Uh, I like Bad Boys. Yeah. He makes those. Those are awesome because Will Smith... Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence, he's yeah. There. Uh, but, but, <laughs> he's you know, there. <laughs> he's hilarious. He's a hilarious guy. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, you're saying ban people from the industry for making a bad movie? You know how many people would be banned from the industry for making bad Juve movies? Bowl makes nothing but bad movies. Yeah, and then he did that thing where it's like, if I don't raise enough money to make this next movie, I'll never make another movie. And then he didn't raise enough money, but he didn't stop making movies. Uh huh. Because even... it's, it's a tax evasion thing for him, so he's still gonna make them. He was just like threatening his fans, like, "Yeah, I'll never make a movie again." And they're like, "Oh no, oh no, <laughs> oh no!" Remember when uh when he had challenged the. Uh, the reporters that are like the uh, the critics that were giving his movie bad reviews to boxing matches. It was yeah. Did you see that shit? Somebody wrote like a bad review over. That dude is a crazy. Person. Somebody gave him a bad review for like a, in the name of the king or something like that, and he was like, he's like, well, if you think the movie's so shit, why don't we get in the ring and we'll fight? It was like, what the fuck, man. <laughs> That's not how the media works. I kind of wish it did. That'd be hilarious. People would, people would just like tiptoe on their bad reviews if you could actually challenge them to a fight. Right. And they had to accept. It's like, by writing this review, you are uh, saying it is okay for the other person that you're writing the review about to challenge you to a fist fight. Right. <laughs> so right. Was gonna, he was going to for real box them in a, in a for real boxing ring, gloves and all. You know... I don't hate that. <laughs> I, that's what that's one of the best things he's ever done was call the media and be like, Hey, you wanna talk shit about the movie? Let's fight. Let's fight, bitch. <laughs> At least we know he'll fight for something. Uh, right. Because <laughs> he damn sure is not fighting to make a good movie. Yeah, so um, hey, but I, I'm on board with that part of him because I think it'd be awesome if all these like internet trolls that just kinda bitch about movies all the time, like you just be like yeah, I bitched about this, um, you know, I bitched about this, um... The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi or whatever, and then they see, like, a little message pop up in their, their inbox, and it's just, like, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, Oscar Isaacs is, like, uh, is, like, the fight's here at 1230. Yeah. Bring your gloves. <laughs> oh, no. I have to fist fight Oscar Isaac. I'm gonna get my ass with Oscar <laughs> Isaac in front of everybody. Yeah. I talked shit about Kylo Ren's character, and now Adam Driver's gonna have to fight me. 
fuck, I fucked yeah, up. Yeah, and then you get there, and it's like a fencing match. It's like, I don't know how to do that. And it's like, well, I do. I train for hours. Right. <laughs> I don't need a stunt <laughs> double. I am Kylo Ren. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, oh, no. Oh, shit. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> but you did. Watch your mouth. Right. <laughs> But it's like, but the, for people say that this was a, this, that this movie was a god awful waste of Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. Like, go fuck yourself. This is this is the this is the vehicle that that put those guys up to being superstar status. Look, have right? you seen Dan Aykroyd? He doesn't waste anything. No. He, uh, he'll finish a plate. That's what I'm just. Asking. Yeah. <laughs> oh nah, man, he's great. I mean, he's he's hilarious in everything he does. Like even. Whenever he shows up in, uh, you know, uh, movies today, like he—he's not really like fully working anymore. Like he's no. kind of like a semi-retired uh, comedian. Yeah. Um, well, and he has his uh, Crystal Skull vodka thing that he's doing now too. Well, that's just other people making his vodka yeah. for him, and then him saying, "Yep, that's mine." Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool. That's what I would do. Yeah. I mean that's you buy a, a a company that makes the alcohol and you put your fucking uh, you put your branding. Ron Reynolds, uh, he the says it all the time. Aviator gin. I, I do want aviation to try. gin. I'm not yeah. a fan of uh, gin, but I think I want to try his. They serve it at Fridays, actually. Really? Yeah, no, you can that's... you can get it at Fridays. Well, you know he's he's becoming somebody. Finally, that Ryan Reynolds guy might make He's going to fucking finally do something with his career and his Damn. life. I wished he would have done it sooner. Right. <laughs> if only Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray had done something with their lives instead of doing this shitty Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that just sound really fucking retarded to say out loud? It's like, it's like, you know, Ryan Reynolds, he tried, you know, acting before, you know, uh, too bad, he was too fucking ugly. Right. And he had to go make No personality. No personality. He's not funny. Yeah. He's not the most charming guy of all time. Uh, And, you know, finally he made Jin. Yeah. Got his life on track. Oh, wait. He has all those things. Right. And, like, Blake Lively. So, fuck that guy. Right. (laughs) I love him. I love him. Just super jealous of him. Because he's... Yeah. Basically, like... A demigod? Yeah. Like, if he was, like, back in, like, ancient Greece, he would be a demigod. People would think he was a People would be like, this man is so beautiful, he has to be a this god. This is fucking Achilles. Right, yeah. something, you know? Yeah. He is born of Zeus. Uh, <laughs> Until they see Green Lantern, and it's like, no, he's just a man. <laughs> no, he's just a man. He's just a man. He can be broken. <laughs> he can be broken. Nah, he's great. But the thing about it is, Ron Reynolds has actually lived longer than Achilles, so... Yeah, who knows? Better than a demigod? <laughs> think so. Probably. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, the second part of that comment, this is a, this is somebody else, it says, I'll start with the biggest gripes. First, it's a sloppy movie. Winston is uh, an almost uh, comical afterthought, and the whole absurd and hastily dropped storyline with... Uh, Peck, the EPA guy, is shoehorned into the movie because they'd written themselves into a corner with no way of linking the storyline to uh, Dana's character in the main narrative. The earthquake in front of the apartments just before the climax is pointless. It only seems to be in the movie so it could reach the allotted runtime. <laughs> Secondly, and it pains me to say this for the most part, I don't find it funny. 
there are jokes that I enjoy, and Rick Moranis is so, so perfect in this movie. But it's just really not what I'm looking for anymore. Finally, uh, I was bored. And that was the most surprising thing to me. In many cases, the more uh, I'm familiar with a movie or a song, the greater my love grows. In this case, it just left me waiting for the parts that I thought I liked, which never seemed to come. It just seems like he wasn't ever going to be satisfied in this movie, no matter what. Yeah. Because he was like, uh, I, I love Rick Moranis, and I, I like people in the movie, but it was boring, and I was looking for a different type of movie, and I didn't find it. You should have watched a different type of movie. You know, right. that happens to everybody. You might... That, all you're talking about in that instance is when you put in a movie... This, I, have, I haven't explained this guy's own feelings to him, by the way. Sometimes right. you might put in a movie or go to watch a show or something, and then you start watching it and you you'll might go, No. Uh, I'm not really feeling this. I'm not digging the story or, or the not characters. not necessarily the movie. You're n- nothing wrong with it. You might just be like, no, I might not, I might not just be feeling this. Not right movie. now. Not right now. Not this type. Of, let me let me try a different type of movie. I might not be in the mood for it right now. Then you switch over and be like, okay, this guy wasn't feeling watching Ghostbusters when he watched Ghostbusters. Right. Because you got to be in a mood for comedies, just like you got to be in a mood for dramas or sci-fi or action or something like that. Like you have to be in a mood for them. Like you know, you can't just be like, "Well, I'm going to watch this no matter what today," and it's like you might not be in the mood for that. Right. You know, because who knows what you're going to feel like when you get home, and what you're you know, because like sometimes. You know, I'll, I'll get home and I'm like, you know, on the way home, I'm thinking like, okay, well, you know, I might, might go ahead and watch something tonight. And then I get home and I'm like, I just don't feel like watching anything, really. I'm yeah, just going to exactly. fuck around on YouTube, you know. And yeah. it's like, you know, because, I mean, sometimes stuff like that happens. You know, you might not be, or you might have been in the mood for something earlier in the day where you're like, man, I want to go back and watch this old movie. And then by the time you get home, you've had a shitty day at work. Like, everything just kind of went to shit. And, you know, then you get home and you're like, ah, fuck this. I don't even feel like watching this anymore. You know, it's like, that's the thing about comedies is that, like, if you're already kind of miserable and then you're trying to watch a comedy to cheer yourself up, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes you want to actually just get the pain out. So you want to watch a drama. You want to watch maybe an action to try to, you know, punch at air or something like that while you're watching. Like, yeah, you karate, Karate kick the air and shit. Ah! Yeah, stuff like that. I mean... You know, or, or, you know, you might have had a bad enough day where you're like, I want a comedy to cheer you up, and you're watching, and you're just like, man, fuck this, all, you know, all this isn't funny, and it's like, then switch over to maybe like a, you know, like a great drama where you could just kind of cry it out if you want to, like Bicentennial, man, I still think that's one of the greatest com- uh, drama movies ever made, and that fucking Robin Williams. Yeah. Or, uh, like, Truman Show. Truman Show is great. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it, it, it's, I, I think what happens a lot of times with these people, especially like when they're talking about like, like when he's talking about like the earthquake in front of the apartments was just pointless. And it's like, no, basically the, the reason why all that shit's happening is because there is a shit ton of turbulence that is forming around that building and it is literally breaking shit apart around it like the street for example <laughs> you know i mean it actually blows a chunk of the the apartment building completely out where dana's apartment is and you can look out and see the buildings right. across central park you know 
and it's like it's like if you're paying attention you understand why the ground is breaking up it's not there because they're trying to kill a few extra minutes and they're you know ivan reitman's like how much time do we have runtime for this movie fuck okay let's uh let's do like an earthquake out on the street and make it look like maybe the ghostbusters died on their way into the building to go handle this whole thing with gozer and zool and all this shit it's, yeah, no let's waste a hundred thousand of our budget shooting that shot to add an extra five minutes with a bunch of extras to add five minutes because you know we gotta pad out the runtime we gotta pad that runtime right <laughs> nobody fuck no nobody would do that why the fuck would It'd you be sp- like watching john wick and being like oh did they have to have that conversation there like they're just trying to add some minutes to john wick yeah they're trying to pad the runtime <laughs> it's like <laughs> but the, the idea that like what was what did they say winston is almost a comical afterthought you know and it's, it's like ernie hudson it's ernie hudson he's definitely not a comical afterthought if anything That's kate hudson we're sorry goldie hon forgive us uh i'm just kidding the joke was there yeah i mean sometimes you know when you see a gap you gotta take it man Mm -hmm. uh so comical afterthought ernie hudson i was like no that's kate hudson yeah wrong hudson it's not as funny when you explain the joke right fuck you guys yeah (laughs) if i gotta explain it's not funny anymore you fucking ruined it like you ruined everything Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> um, dogs and cats living together. Mass, mass hysteria. hysteria. We're talking Old old Testament type stuff. Uh, but, um, but yeah, it's like... The, I just think that like, you know... And that's the thing. It's like almost everybody who writes about this is like, yeah, the characters kind of suck. Except for Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis was the shit in this movie. Look, that's the one thing I agree with these fuck tools. <laughs> right? If Rick we can agree with anything, is Rick Moranis is the shit in this movie. So I'm on their side on that one. So that's the one thing that they say that I'm not like, wait, Rick Moranis. No, Rick Moranis was nailing it. I mean, I don't have a problem. The rest of the bullshit they're saying is dumb. Yeah. But Rick Moranis, yeah, I'm not taking anything away from him. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. And, and if this reboot slash remake that, that they're making now with Paul Rudd doesn't have Rick Moranis in it, it's probably not going to be that great. you got to have all of them. Sigourney Weaver, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. Well, there's not going to be any Harold Ramis because he's dead. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, that'd, that'd be... Yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll have some sort of a memorial for Egon or something in the movie to pay respects to Harold. It'd be, you know, kind of like... It's like paying respects to the character, but also to Harold Ramis at the same time. My my kind of thought about why Paul Rudd's there, I think he's probably just Harold Egon's son. Mm. I think that's probably what Paul Rudd's character is. Yeah. Well, uh, did did you ever hear the, the theory that, um, that Dana actually has uh, two children, and that one, children, one child, her first child, was actually with Lewis... When they had they had sex while they were, they were possessed, and that uh, she didn't want to keep that baby because it was, you know, so she gave it up for adoption, and that uh, that might be who the main the main character girl is in this new movie, is her and Lewis's baby from when they were possessed by uh, Zool and Vins. I really hate that idea. <laughs> it's like I was like I heard that I'm like I'm gonna run that by Steve and see what he thinks. That sounds so. 
Oh man, I don't even want to say what that sounds like. I don't even want to bring down the vibe of this show. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to. I don't even. Because uh, are they going to include Oscar wanna, in this in this new one? I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to comment on something that I don't know anything about. Right. So this this new one will come out, and we when we get closer to it, we'll we'll see if we'll actually like watch it or not. I guess. Yeah. See trailers. See how they're 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 planning to do it, because if they're just gonna make it like this weird creepy fest, that's not Ghostbusters either. No, it's a little bit. It's 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 partially science. It's partially comedy. It's a little bit of drama here and there, because sometimes some spooky shit happens and and things get a little intense. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's that's the thing about Ghostbusters is it's kind of like a buffet of a of a few different things. Yeah, that's the fun in it. You know, it, it's got it's got spooky stuff, it's got comedy, it's you know, you've it's got cool gadgets. It's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed yeah. to be. Because I remember, like when I was a kid, I had like the proton pack, you know, and I had uh, like the the jumpsuit and stuff. Because I went as a Ghostbuster for Halloween one year. It's kind of funny because they had the. Um... They casted one of the kids from Stranger Things and the, the new Ghostbusters. And you know anything about Stranger Things? I think it was season two. I'll watch it. Uh, they dress as Ghostbusters mm-hmm. when they do Halloween. So I was like, do they already know? They, you know, like, are, were they auditioning all these kids? Right. You guys look good in that uniform, so what about doing a for real Ghostbusters movie? Well, there's four kids, yeah. and one of the kids is black. Mm-hmm. And the other three are white, and then they dressed as Ghostbusters, and I was like, well, I'd... there you go. There you go. <laughs> now, if they would have made the, they would have just made the Ghostbusters with the four Stranger Things kids, I probably would have been in. It's like, there's just like four kids being Ghostbusters. I'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of badass, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, it's just, it's like the whole thing about, like, you know, they've got to you know figure out how to connect the story to dana and stuff and i'm like it literally takes place in her apartment you know it's like there's even the line i think that ray says where he's like you know basically he's like you have the corner penthouse in like uh uh, what is he's what is the line where he says uh, she has the corner penthouse and like the uh, in the apartment from hell or something like that. Basically. Something like that, yeah. That like uh, that like this this building is very unique and it was built for a very specific purpose. And she fucking lives there, and you know that's how she, that's how the story's related to Dana, because creepy shit starts happening in her apartment where like the eggs boil, you know. The eggs like uh, you know cook themselves on the thing, and the marshmallows get all puffed up and pop out of the bag and stuff and that's what she brings her to the ghostbusters well she's actually so, the main plot point of the movies yeah she's the main plot point of both movies yeah yeah because she is in part two which we'll get to you know in the next installment yeah but uh but yeah well that's why i just mentioned the one movie then you mentioned the second movie but, yeah. yeah whatever <laughs> Just have to antagonize the shit out of me the entire time. Well, I would have if he wouldn't have cut me off. Well, I didn't. I didn't want to mention the second movie, but you know, I was just going to mention the first movie. It's like this is what happens when we drink. He just he just becomes an asshole. <laughs> we're having fun. We're having a good time. Yeah, we're having a good time. Don't don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. Um, 
yeah, as far as this episode, we came, we saw, we kicked its ass. We kicked its ass. Yeah. Uh, it, that's right up there. That's one of those like lines that's like, you know, like uh, from They Live where he was like, uh, I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, we came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Who you delivered know? it better? Roddy Roddy Piper. <laughs> Oh man! Hey, look! I'll tell you what. I went back. I, I, there was like one of those days that I was like sick, and I had to I had to miss work and stuff. And I was like watching TV, and they had uh, They Live on TV, and I'm like, I've never actually watched this movie like all the way through. I still didn't that night because I fell it's asleep. It's a good movie, but it is Piper a really good movie. Act, but it's a good movie for considering that Roddy Piper is limited as an actor. Rest he did, peace. yeah. Rest in peace, Roddy. Uh, but considering that he is limited as an actor, he did a, a, a pretty good job in that That's movie. That's a great thing about a lot of action movies with people, people like him. You don't, you don't have, really have to know how to act that good. You just have to know how to be a badass, and he does know how to be a badass. He does know how to be a badass, especially yeah. when he goes into the and bank. He was and he all out of bubble. And he has the shades and stuff, and he has the shotgun. Yeah. Oh man, that's some fun times. But. Uh, but I'll go ahead and get into this last comment, and then we'll we'll wrap up after this. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, we brought it. Is back. that Shia LaBeouf? We brought it back. Shia LaBeouf in the house. Yeah. Right? Our special guest today, Shia LaBeouf. Right. <laughs> he's yeah. just gonna sit in silence, so you don't worry about it. He, yeah, he's here. He's we have celebrity guests all the time. They just they, they just don't say. Anything. We're just so good. They don't need to contribute anything. Yeah. No. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah, we don't need his, his opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. Uh, <laughs> oh man, you were in Transformers. Your argument is invalid. Yeah, sit down. Uh, <laughs> what's what's Megan Fox like? Right. No comment. Cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We know who the real actor in that movie was. Right. Bumblebee. Bumblebee. <laughs> God. Oh man. Okay, let's move. If you on. want to watch a good Transformers movie, go back and watch the animated one from the 80s. That's a good Transformers movie. And also Optimus Prime dies in that movie. Spoilers. <laughs> Have you ever watched the original uh the Transformers cartoon movie? I don't remember. From the it. 80s, you don't remember that movie? I remember it like just a little bit, but I, I mean, And then you spoiled it for everyone. <laughs> right. Look, if you haven't seen that movie and I spoiled well, that shit for you... if they have seen the movie and then forgot about it and they're like, oh yeah, Oscar's Prime does die. Well, then you have some tears on me. I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. It's a fucking 35-year-old movie. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you at this point. It's like, you know, if, if you listen to this show, expect spoilers because we talk about everything. Yes. Yeah. Everything that's good. Yeah. And everything that is not related to the topic at hand. <laughs> Yes, mainly stuff that's not related right. to this topic. Right. I think we mentioned Michael Bay 67 times. Shia LaBeouf wants to say something, but... <laughs> Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude just doesn't know when to stop. We'll Go back to your green screen. We'll talk about Megan Fox autographs after the show. We'll, we'll send you back with a couple... So we can get her autograph. Because she was the real person that carried that movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, she was a real asset to those movies. But uh <laughs> you know Robert Pattinson? No. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be Batman. <laughs> Why weren't you Batman? 
You went crazy. That's right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, when you put a bag on his head, he said, like, I'm not famous anymore. <laughs> it's like, were you ever really famous? That's, I think that was his point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, remember, Joaquin Phoenix went crazy for a little bit, and now he has one of the greatest R-rated movies of all time. Well, the thing about Joaquin Phoenix is that they expected of him to go crazy. Yeah. At the time, it wasn't... Expect it for Chash Kramer, asshole. Yeah. That's really did. Yeah, that was the best. That's the best Shia LaBeouf role from Constantine. Yeah, mm-hmm. the cabbie. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can all agree about that. We can, yeah, all unanimously agree. Yeah. I can hear you guys through my mic. You said yes, so mm-hmm. no arguing that. We can hear the head nods, so it's yeah, good. Yeah, you, you, you Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so since we're uh, we're we're talking about like uh, movies from the '80s, like the Transformers cartoon movie <laughs> that no one's seen, right? Or everyone's seen and forgot about. Yeah, remember Optimus Prime dies in that movie. So if you wanted to rewatch it, don't. I just fucked it up. For you. <laughs> I just killed it for you. Uh, but anyway, so. <laughs> So it says, I don't know, uh, I missed the memo on this one because Ghostbusters certainly hasn't aged well. Hold on, let me stop him right there. Okay. There are new memos. They don't send out memos. Yeah, they don't send like an email that's like, oh, by the way, Ghostbusters has aged really well. It's like, no, it hasn't. No, nobody does that shit. Okay. (laughs) Just continue. Okay. Uh, So it says, I remember it having some really impressive fireworks, fast-paced action, funny repartee, and good characters. Gosh, in fact, it's pretty lame. <laughs> sure, the effects were state of the art for 1984 with all those hideous monsters, but that was simply just a way to cover up the absolutely awful screenplay. Nothing made me laugh, and the plot felt like it lost its way despite not being all that complex. I have no idea why this movie is a cult classic. Nostalgia? They put like a question mark. Just like in Star Trek, when the final showdown between the good guys and the bad guys is taking place, they sort of just stand around there, cracking weak jokes, and then shooting off some low-budget flames. It's weird how some movies can stay fresh forever, while some go stale quickly. And Ghostbusters is uh, pretty moldy indeed. By the way, the adventures they went on were super boring. Nothing cool was shown, just laser beams out of the guns that they never explained. Oh, they they do explain those guns, like for probably half of the movie. Uh huh. Like literally, the first half of the movie is explaining how the guns work. Yeah. And then they explain it the, again in the end. The proton pack and how all that stuff. They works. literally explain how the trap something works. to you in the end how they win. That they explained earlier in the movie. They yeah. explain it twice for you dumb fucks that don't understand stuff. Like they would have forgot it like forty five minutes earlier that they explained it. Right. So they literally explain that twice. Yeah, because Egon's like, "Oh, by the way, don't cross the streams," and uh, and then you know Vinkman's like, "Okay, Egon, why not?" And he was like, "Imagine every particle in your body exploding at the speed of light in every direction." And he, and he was, was like, like, "Okay, that's bad. That's bad. Okay, so don't cross the streams." And then later on, he was like, "I have an idea." And he was like, okay. He was like, let's cross the streams. And he was like, Egon, you specifically said not to do that. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, it could work. And he's he was like, like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. And they're <laughs> like, that's fake, but he was just like, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they fire, they, they collapse all the beams to fire that dimensional door 
to destroy where Gozer came from. Yeah. But yeah, it's... I'll like, see you on the other side and all that yeah. kind of stuff. A bunch of cool stuff. Uh, yeah, so that that is crazy. That you don't know how that works. Yeah. Because, now, am I am I saying that they explain in the movie how they invented those? No. Because you'll never see that in a movie. Because it's impossible to invent a gun that can catch ghosts. Right. Because even if you think ghosts are real or not, it's pretty much impossible to catch one, even if they were real. Because they have no form. Right. It's the whole point of a ghost. Yeah. But this is, you know, this is a fictional movie. Well, this this is the thing too. This is not based on a true story. This is like this is like a science fiction basis for a story, right? Yeah. It just so happens to have comedy and some you other stuff in it. You don't have to have proof. Just like you don't have to have, you know, like in Star Wars or Star Trek, any proof of how any of that stuff works. You know, like how does hyperdrive technology work in Star Wars? Who knows? <laughs> they just say they have it, and you can like travel through like galaxies. In like you know, like an hour or something. Yeah. Like who who even knows how long it is? It could be like, like literally, like if we had light speed technology, like the like light speed technology, to get to the next planet, not in our solar system, it would still take like four years. Yeah, traveling at the speed of light. At the speed of light, our nearest neighbor that's not in our system so, so in order you're for thinking <laughs> you're thinking space travel like four years at light speed so you're talking about hyperdrive so you're talking about like jumping from from galaxy to galaxy in like a day yeah that's pretty impossible. They or to go from one it. edge of the galaxy to another edge of the galaxy in a few days. Yeah, in a few days. And then you're you're just like, so you know how fast you would have to be going? It doesn't exist. Right. Because, you know, you know, because, like, people are always like, well, in Star Trek, it's a it's a warp bubble. It's like, yeah, but how, what creates the warp bubble? And they're like, dilithium crystals? What the fuck is that? That's not a real thing. That's not a thing that exists. Gene Roddenberry was just, he got to the point where he was like, well, I need something to create the the warp field that they go through. I'll just make it some kind of crystal. That's as much thought as he put into it. So because it's a it's a story <laughs> about something that doesn't exist. It's the same thing about catching ghosts. So you know you can't actually ever catch a ghost, right? Like I said, you might believe that ghosts are real. You might not. That doesn't matter in the context of the movie because the whole thing about watching a movie. I don't know if you people forgot this or not. If you're listening to this show, I'm assuming you haven't forgot this. Right. Because you know what the fuck's going on. You're one of the cool people. But if you have one of these fucked up friends of yours and they need to listen to this episode, (laughs) just know. Like, if you forgot about it, when you watch a movie, you're supposed to be suspended in disbelief. Right. You're supposed to... It's the same thing whenever people used to go watch plays, which, I mean, people still do watch plays, but, you know... If it has Hugh Jackman in it, yes. Yeah, I mean, who the fuck cares, right? Unless it has Hugh Jackman in it. Right. Uh, but, you, <laughs> you know... Like, Props to Broadway. <laughs> yeah. Props to everybody who worked on Hamilton. Sorry, we just shit all over we you. We just shit all over you. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> but even then, they're like, they don't want people to walk in after the play starts because they want the illusion to take place because you're supposed to get in the plays 
and you're supposed to be suspended, you know, to, to only what's going on on stage. You're not supposed to be like, oh, well, that prop doesn't like the real sun. You know, like stuff that's like wood. That. That's wood. Hey, that's wood. That's not the real sun. That's basically what you're doing when you're bitching a lot about movies. You're the guy out there that's like, that's not a real bat. That's cloth. I know you can't fly. I can see the rope, jackass. I can see the strings. Like, Dude, <laughs> shut the fuck, fuck up. up. You're ruining this for everyone else. Right. That's what you're doing. You're that person when you're like, oh, I have to say what, what I need to say. Hey, this and this and this. And it's like, you're that guy that's at a play. Let's say even in Shakespeare era or whatever. He doesn't have to hold the actual fucking skull to talk about him. It's like, dude, shut the fuck, fuck up. up. This yeah. is theater. This looks great. It sounds great. That's what matters. It was like, yeah. You're fucking your your aunt. It's like everybody was fucking their aunt in Shakespeare plays. By the way. That's why I just yelled that one out. Yeah. That's real. Uh, <laughs> Go yeah. back to fucking your aunt. <laughs> Guys, Go shut up. Fuck- dude, shut up, man. <laughs> Shit, I mean, we get it. The olden days were weird. It doesn't it, just because you don't understand it doesn't mean everybody else sh- it should be ruined for everyone else, right? Well, and the other thing too is that like the thing with Ghostbusters is that they set up the rules of how this shit's going to work and then they stick to it throughout the movie. They're like in this universe, ghosts can have like a physical form, and we've created these these proton packs that are able to uh, trap energy around a ghost and hold it in place, and then we can put a trap underneath it and capture the ghost so that it no longer exists out in the world, and then they're contained in a trap, and then we put them in a vault to lock them away so they can't do anything to regular humans. They set all this shit up, and they follow it, and then people are like, well, how the fuck does this work? It's like, they set the universe up for you, just accept that this is how this works. I mean, and if it could really How the work, fuck does a lightsaber work? You don't have to know how the fuck it works. You just want to see cool-ass fights. Well, you would have some Star Wars fans, well, the lightsaber works, actually, this, this, and this. Uh, this it's stuff, an emitter, and it's a kyber crystal. doesn't exist. Right. So even if you're like, I know how it works, it's like, no, you don't. Because none of that stuff exists. It only exists in the universe that the movie takes place in. Yeah. it's So that means it doesn't exist. But that doesn't mean that it's not great. Yeah. You can still enjoy it even if you don't understand how it works. That's why you, when you're suspended in disbelief, that's what you're supposed to be. Like, yeah, none of this stuff is going to work. When you watch stuff like Avatar, none of that stuff is possible. Those aliens don't exist. No, they don't exist. And there isn't a metal do, called unobtainium. And, and if they do exist, guess what? We'll never find them. Chances are their species will live and die before we even reach them. Yeah. That's just the sad truth of our universe. Everyone's too far away to reach anything. Unless you can somehow, you know, like... Uh, dimensional travel. Dimensional travel. Like we were talking about. That's really the only yeah. way aliens could ever visit us. Dimensions. If we're sharing the same dimension and they can somehow cross over back and forth. Yep. So, you know, space travel's basically impossible, but we love, we love movies about it. Because like we were saying, like, if you, if you traveled at light speed, which I don't think human beings could without dying. Well, you'd have to have something inside. The, I mean, as long as... As long as you had to wait to uh, to slow down in a normal way, 
without abruptly stopping because if you're inside of a ship that's going light speed you're going you know whatever the speed of the ship is but well, it's not yeah, like it's you're inertia What's you're inertia not rattling around inertia. yeah and then you would have to have a clear path without any meteors minefields or anything that could even touch the ship because if anything touched the ship just imagine whenever you hit, you know hit something with your tire but that's a ship so you would literally <laughs> have to fly fast enough and in a clear enough path through space the unknown without touching a single thing yeah that's impossible well and and that's the th- you know and that's the, th- the reason why we like science fiction stuff is because it's the impossible it, it's it's like we'll probably never figure out how to do like interstellar travel unless we unless we make contact with aliens and they give us some crazy shit but it's like but that's the part of the fantasy of it is like i can put on something like star wars and she see ships go into hyperspace and i'm like oh cool and then see a bunch of ships pop out of hyperspace and fucking go into like an x-wing right. battle you know or something like that right. because it's cool it, it adds to the it adds to the tension of it you know i mean how many times in star trek did they fix a problem by just warping the fuck away from whatever the problem was you know like that happens constantly and it, a lot of times it's like a plot device. We need to warp the fuck out of here because we are in a situation that we don't know how to handle. You know, but that's the thing. It's like if you're watching something like Ghostbusters and you're like, how the fuck are they trapping the ghost? This shit doesn't make any sense. Science fiction is probably not what you need to be watching. Yeah, you, you need to be watching, you know, some the Daniel notebook Day or Lewis something. Movies. <laughs> uh, Go watch Lincoln, you know? Lincoln. <laughs> there will be blood. Watch shit like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean... Don't watch sci-fi. Yeah, Last of the Mohicans. Don't watch, like, any action movies, because you'd be like, how the fuck could he survive a grenade blast? That's retarded. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He can survive anything. You know? It's like, it. you know, it, it's, it's Sylvester Stallone. The dude's a badass in movies. You know, it's like... In order to watch in movies, real life, he's pussy. Yeah, real I'm life. Kidding. He'd probably still kick your ass. Right? He's yeah. Like Seventy. He'd probably still beat the. Show oh, he'd probably still whip the show up, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, it's just that's the thing. Like, whenever people watch these movies, and they're gonna sit there and be like, "Well, how the fuck does this work? They didn't explain this. They didn't explain that." And it's like either you didn't pay attention, or you you are asking the wrong shit out of a movie. Right. You know, you're just. You, I don't understand how people can watch movies and not understand fuck all about anything that they're watching. Like, it baffles me how people can, like, still complain about shit. This movie is 35 years old. It's the same age as us. And if you don't understand Ghostbusters by now, you're never going to. And you're damn sure not going to understand part two because there's even more shit going on in part two. You know, yeah, there, there is. I mean, it's... This movie is relatively easy to understand because they're like, we want to make... Like a really interesting, you know, comedy movie about people capturing ghosts and dealing with all this paranormal stuff. And it's a very simple premise. And they're like, we're not going to sit here and spend 20 minutes having Egon explain to you how the fuck a proton pack works. We're going to give you the shit that you need to know and just know that Egon's a genius and he figured out how to make this shit work. That's all you need to know. I am one of the people that firmly believe that... um Movies shouldn't be explained to you. If you have, to, if the characters have to stop and explain shit to you, you know, like in detail, then that means that your premise is is just too difficult to understand in the first place. You know, like your comprehension shouldn't be a barrier to entry. 
right? Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, that is 100% true. Yeah. I mean, if, if they explain something in the movie, you know, like, well, that doesn't fucking make sense. Imagine watching uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark and they're, they're talking about, like, the, the Staff of Ra, you know, illuminating, you know, the, the thing that they need to illuminate. Connected to Bluetooth. On the map and everything. If you, if, if you know, Indiana Jones explains about as much in that movie as you need to know without explaining, like, well, how does the stone work? And like, you don't need to know all that shit. Just understand that Indiana knows what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, And exactly. when when you place the Staff of Raw in this location at this time, the light will shine and, and show you what you need to see. You know, it's like, this shit is not complicated. Yeah, I mean... But people go online and bitch about this, and it's like, why the fuck are you wasting your time bitching about a movie that the majority of the world fucking loves? Look at how many people still to this day dress up as Ghostbusters for Halloween or dress up for, like, Comic-Con and, like, all this kind of shit. People constantly... I saw a picture earlier today of somebody who put a fucking Ghostbusters costume on their dog with, like, an inflatable proton pack and, the, and then they put a, uh, they made the other dog look like Slimer. <laughs> it's fucking adorable. And Slimer, it's like, Slimer was actually, uh, the, the final version of Slimer was actually like a tribute to John Belushi. Because it was, yeah. Because of his it, eating. It was just stuff. constantly eating and, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. it was kind of reminded me of, uh, what was it, Bluto from, uh, uh, shit. Uh, damn it, what was it, uh, Animal House. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. It's supposed to be, be. kind of like Bluto from yeah, Animal they changed House. Changed him after he died, so it's kind of he's kind of like a tribute character. Slimer's kind of like a tribute to to John Belushi. So let's see what's in store for us for Ghostbusters two. That's all we have for the first Ghostbusters. And, yes. Um, happy Halloween, fuckers! Happy Halloween and Happy Halloween again coming soon. Yeah. Also, shout out to UMB Cannon, uh, our uh, uh, supporter through Anchor. Right. A uh, shout out to you. Also, if you guys are interested in listening to any uh, new shows, uh, I have another show with uh, my friend AJ called "I Love This Stuff." It's shameless also, plug. Uh, yeah, shameless plug. Sorry, I but it is pretty. It. it is pretty entertaining though. Like uh, the one that you guys did about aliens. I was listening to that one day uh, when I was at the house actually, and I was like, "This is pretty good shit." Yeah, we've done uh, episode about uh, aliens. The Mandela last, Effect one was good too. The Mandela Effect one. The last uh, episode we just did was about the Illuminati. Oh, it sounds like we have two endings. It's because we do. We do. We and does. Yes, <laughs> I was almost said we does. We does. I, I did say we does. Because we does. We does. We does have two endings about the Illuminati because we thought we uh, lost one and we recorded another, so I just put both of them on there. So yeah. Fuck it. Uh- <laughs> yeah. And uh, just to, you know, before you run the outro music, uh, if someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. You say yes. <laughs> and here is a god. Right. Same song. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Something strange in the neighborhood. Who you gonna call? Something weird, and it don't look good. Who you gonna call?
Let's see. 